part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I am your host, Rob Kelly, and as you can guess, since I'm doing the intro, that means Shag's not here this week. Uh, he is still busy talking about the Lords of Order and Chaos for last week's Who's Who episode, and I didn't want to interrupt him. So since it's just me this week, uh, I thought uh, we would spend a little bit of time talking about the Aquaman live-action debut in Batman v Superman. Over the course of our review for the network, uh, that moment kind of got lost in the discussion because there was so much stuff to talk about, and uh, I realized I wanted to give it a little more attention here on the network. After all, it is Aquaman's live-action debut in a movie, and that's a big deal, and it was really exciting, and so I wanted to talk about it a little more. So joining me uh, for the conversation you're about to hear is the oft-mentioned Joe Slap. Joe has been running the Aquaman Shrine Twitter feed for several years now. He's turned it into a real thing. Uh, when I handed it to him and had a couple of hundred followers and like I was posting on it every so often and then Joe turned it into a, a real ongoing thing, completely independent and in some ways uh, better than the Shrine itself. And um, he's been such a huge supporter of everything I've been doing with Aquaman and he's a huge Aquaman fan himself. So I thought it was high time to have him on the show. So what you're about to hear is him and I talking about all 30 seconds of the Aquaman appearance in Batman v Superman. We break it down scene by scene, and then we talk a little bit about uh, what we would like to see for the live-action movie. Uh, But before we get to that, we must thank our sponsor, which is InStock Trades. This episode of the Fire and Water Podcast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStock Trades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 45% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Uh, Since it is just me right now, I'm going to do two selections. One is Aquaman Trade Paperback Volume 1, The Trench. Straight ahead, this reprints Aquaman numbers 1 through 6, the beginning of the new 52, by Jeff Johns, Ivan Reese, Joe Prado, Rod Reese, the whole gang. Uh, this really put Aquaman back on the map. Can't beat it. It's $14.99 normal price. Intrug Trades price is $8.24. That's 45% off. If you haven't picked this up yet, uh, go ahead and do it. 
if you have, and I bet you have since you're listening to this, I would suggest getting it for a friend because uh, I think it's a great way to introduce Aquaman to a whole new audience, which, of course, is the whole point of the new 52. Uh, the other selection I'm going to make is another Aquaman book, this time Aquaman Sub Diego trade paperback, which reprints the really superb Sub Diego storyline by Will Pfeiffer, Patrick Gleason, and Christian Alame from Aquaman Volume 7, issues 15 through 22. That is 192 pages, normal price $16.99. It's up trades price is $9.34. Also 45% off. Both books are really solid Aquaman stories. Some of the best Aquaman probably ever done. So uh, pick these up. For these and all your other trade paperback needs, visit InStuckTrades.com, and we thank them for their support. So, as I said, uh, what you're going to hear is a brief conversation between me and Joe Slab, just talking about the Aquaman cameo. Like I said, we're going to break it down like this is a Pruder film, bit by bit. We're going to have a little bit of fun talking about, uh, again, what the live-action Aquaman movie uh, holds in store for us Aquaman fans. So, we're just going to go uh, right from that to the end of the show, so I'm going to do all the sign-offs right now, because I'm lazy. As always, you can find Shag over at FirestormFan.com, me at Aquaman Shrine. .net. If you want to contact us, you can email us at firewaterpodcast.net. An even better way is to use the contact page over at our site, which is, of course, firewaterpodcast.net, where you can find back episodes of this show and all of our other fine shows on the network. So uh, I guess that's going to be it. Enjoy this talk I had with Joe, and we will see you guys next week. In the meantime, fan the flame and ride the wave. Aquaman, swift and powerful monarch of the oceans, with ability to summon and command all creatures of the deep. Aquaman, who with his teenage ally, Aqualad, guards and defends all that lives in the seas against the forces of evil. Aquaman, king of the seven seas. has got the file here, and it's got the the Wonder Woman PDF and the Cyborg PDF and the Flash PDF and the Aquaman PDF, all of which feature little graphic designs, courtesy of uh, LexCore or whatever. It's very nice of him to, to come up with those logos for everybody. So, yeah, I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say, in this part, you know, I was so excited when this part came up because I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. And then when to see that Aquaman logo, I was like, <gasps> you know, I just really got excited. So of course, uh-huh. she, yeah. So she goes and she clicks the she clicks the Aquaman logo, and she pulls it open. And the first thing we see is we are way down deep somewhere in the wrecked hull of a ship of some sort. And I guess, Joe, what do you think those lights are? Are they like what? What do you think those are? Are they like like a, a government agency examining the sub? Is that what that that what? Yeah, to be I, that I to think you? that they're shining light on the area that they want the, the small explorer craft to go specifically to. Um, so we're seeing, you know, a camera view from real far away, and then then we see um, a close-up view when we get a little bit closer with the actual sub. I think it switches cameras, if I'm correct there. I'm not sure. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also down at the bottom, you see that it says Marianas Trench uh, down right. there, 21,000 right. 21, feet. Um, and and cool seeing the name Trench there because that has a lot of significance uh, to Aquaman in the current comics. Of course, of course. So yeah, so then you're right. They switch shots and we get a lot closer, and we see uh, the glowing eyes, which I thought was really cool. I love that. I, f- I don't think that's ever really been. Can you think of that ever having been done in an Aquaman comic? I, I really can't think of of that because he's never been represented like that. That his eyes somehow. Are either they're either glowing or they're reflecting 
from the light that's being shined by these cameras. I just thought it was right. a really n- right. nifty and creepy effect. I, I like it a lot, too. I'm hoping that it's glowing eyes uh, because in, in the current run of comics, uh, Mira's eyes glow when she uses her powers. They turn, they turn aqua blue, and, and um, it's just a sign that she's going to be using her powers. I, I heard Shag say that he thinks it's a reflection of the light like an animal when you shine a, a flashlight on in the dark and their lights reflect the light. I don't, I don't know that we can, we can say one way or the other. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I I really thought it was cool. I really, really liked it. And as soon as we get a little closer, then we get our first real big shot. And it's a nice, you know, it's very clear, full-on shot of Jason Momoa, all tatted up as Aquaman. Uh, what what was your reaction when you, like, first saw that in the theater? Like, just, you know, this was literally something none of us had ever seen before. I was I was really blown away. I mean, that moment when you actually see him come out of the darkness and he's there is just, it just was, I was, I was overcome with just excitement and emotion because we'd been waiting for this for so long. And just to see it on the screen, I, I just was amazed. You know, I really, I think they did it very well. And it wasn't, um, you know, my take on this, Rob, is that he's really underwater, that they, they built a tank for him. He, this does not seem like it's special effects or CGI or anything like that. He, he looks like he's underwater. Yep, um, yep, yep. And, and, you know, during the filming, I read that he had um, trained hard enough that he could hold his breath underwater for three minutes at a time, which is, which is insane. Most people can't hold their breath underwater um, for even up to a minute. Uh, but he said at one of the Comic-Con interviews that he had been trained so that he could hold his breath um, for up to three minutes. And I'm guessing that this is why. Yeah, that's going to pay off, certainly. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't think I knew that. That's that's really cool. So, uh, so yeah, we get closer and closer. The light gets uh, to the point where it pretty much blots out all the detail uh, on him, uh, on his face and stuff. And then we see his hair flowing. We cut back to Diana Prince watching this, like, what's going on here? And then we cut back to him, and he then notices, okay, this camera is, is recording him. He rears back with the trident and jams it right into the camera, and that's when that particular camera goes out and shorts, and then we cut back to the original view of the other camera. Mm-hmm. So that was, again, that was really wonderful, too. I just I, That's, to me, that's, you know, kind of a typical Aquaman. Like, leave me alone. I don't want this recorded. He's just being a real pain in the butt. Yeah, that scene, I think, just was incredible. Um, do you, uh, I think that it looks almost like he destroyed the, the smaller explorer sub. What what do you think happened there when he when he um, disabled the camera and then it switches back to the other uh, you know the the long view cameras and you see kind of like an explosion and then he swims off. Yeah, that's kind of how, how I took it too. Because yeah, you do see that explosion when when they do the co- when they cut back to the far away shot. So yeah, I'm assuming that the Trident just blew it up. You know, he just smashed it to bits and then we see him take off at what looks like super speed because he looks like a rocket just going off and he's just a blur and he's moving at an incredibly fast speed. And then there's even like an effect where it looks like he, like that kind of breaking the sound barrier effect. Cause there's like mm-hmm. a, uh, like there's the streak going from left to right, but then there's another sort of line going from top to bottom. 
which is again tends to sort of try and signify that's when somebody's breaking the sound barrier. I don't necessarily think that's what they're saying, but some sort of giant ripple happens because it flows over the far away shot, and then we cut back to Diana Prince, and that's the end of the cameo. That's it. Yeah, you're right. There's there's a ripple um, when when he connects with the sub, and then you know for three seconds he's swimming at super speed, and then there's another bigger ripple. Um, and I don't I don't know I don't think you can create a sonic boom underwater, but what do I know? I don't know <laughs> hydrophysics that well. <laughs> we need a consultant who can who can go over that kind of stuff for us. Yeah, it's so and and so that's that's it. That's all thirty seconds uh, of Aquaman now. Like, overall, were you happy with this? I was. I, I mean, despite, you know, the other feelings I have about the movie, which we've already discussed here on the show, uh, I was really thrilled with this cameo. I, at the time, when we were watching the movie, my nephew looked over at me because he knew I was so – and you could just see I was so enraptured because I was like, it's Aquaman in a movie. You know, <laughs> I'd never seen that you before. Know, and on top of it, I that, genuinely thought this cameo was really effective. I think um, – I'm really happy to hear you say that because I know how much it means to you, Rob. And what's ironic is I think that you and I and, and many of the listeners don't know our dynamic or our relationship, but <laughs> I think we are often on opposite poles of, of, different, of different things. And my take on it um, is, is just a little different than yours, and my take on the movie is different than yours, so it's kind of ironic because I was less unhappy with the movie as a whole and more unhappy with the Aquaman scene <laughs> than you, but I'm not disappointed with the Aquaman scene. I just was expecting more because I had built it up in my head so incredibly much. Right, right. And and I believed, you know, especially from the merchandising, Rob, that Aquaman was going to have a role within the movie, right. not just um, a documentary about him within the movie, but that he was actually going to be in the movie and interact with, with Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman. And so in that respect, I was bummed because he didn't inter- interact with, with any of the other members. Right. Um, you know, and in my head, I had kind of, like, I, I literally thought I would die when I actually saw that. And I guess that's how I will be when, when Justice League comes out because, you know, we're pretty much guaranteed interaction then. Oh, sure. But, sure. but as far as the scene goes... I'm just, I, again, I was blown away by how authentic it looks, how underwater it looks. You know, it, it kind of explains why there's um, completely aqua blue um, merchandising for Aquaman and Dawn of Justice because he is, he is, you know, very much completely colored blue there and shining in the light because he's underwater. Right. You know, it's not like a comic book where he's crystal clear colors, um, they they did this pretty authentically. Yeah, it has a real verisimilitude to it, uh, to coin a Richard Donner phrase that I I thought really <laughs> I thought really worked. And I've seen some people say that they were disappointed that he didn't show up at the end, like in the scene with Lois retrieving the spear. They thought maybe that would be the time they'd work him in. But I at that point I assumed that he that that wasn't going to happen, and I was perfectly happy that he didn't. I really yeah. Would I've loved to have seen more Aquaman in the movie? Of course. But I was happy with this of just like, okay, this is like a little tease and for what they showed, I thought it was really, really cool. And as I said, of the three cameos, I thought it was by far the most effective one. And to me, like as a viewer, if I'm going into this not knowing much about Aquaman as a character, to me this is the most compelling of the cameos. You know, of like, wow, yeah. what's what's that? What's that guy about? Flash by you know, far. stopping a robbery. Okay, cool, I get that, but I see that every 
week on the show. The cyborg one, I thought that was almost horrific. It was so gr- grotesque uh, in terms of its violence. <laughs> the poor, poor cyborg there. But this one I really thought was was really well done. So yeah, I I came away from this very very satisfied. You know, I can I can envision um, on the cover of of Aquaman number one um, by Ivan Reese. I can envision this scene taking place from that cover minus the trench creatures. I mean, he's he's rearing back with his trident. He's getting ready to throw it forward. He's he's got a you know a grimace on his face, and you know it's Jason Momoa. Not the not the um, blonde comic book Arthur Curry, but I could I could just see this like I can envision it, Rob. I I, I think that when they produced um, this volume of Aquaman, they did it in a very cinematic way so that it would translate to this big screen. And I think we're going to see more and more of that as Aquaman is is in more films. But uh, I mean, the Trident the Trident is the design that Ivan Reese uses. You know, it's got the five prongs and the three central tines. It's it's very authentic to to that you know first volume, in my opinion. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, what have you been uh, like? What's your reaction been to the news that James Wan has been giving out the interview, saying it's going to be kind of a swashbuckler movie? And like, I've been really, really happy with what I've been hearing coming out of him. What's your take on that? Oh, I'm I'm the same way. I I don't have any. I haven't heard anything negative at all. I've heard a lot of excitement from everybody involved in in Aquaman 2018, and I'm glad to hear that the films are going to be allowed to breathe and have their own, um, you know, spirit while being a part of the larger uh, DC Extended Universe tapestry. Um, I know from from seeing Jason Momoa at different cons and on on uh, screen that he really does have a a uh, good personality. Um, he's got a good sense of humor. He's not a dumb brute at all. Um, and I think that if they, you know, tap into that and and really bring out um, the actor that I think he can be, it it will be really cool that that James Wan is going to be able to, you know, give him some personality, which I don't think a lot of um, viewers have seen Aquaman have before when it when they're comparing him to, you know. Filmation and Superman, Aquaman Adventure Hour, and the Super Friends. I think that that what really needs to happen in this movie is it needs to be fun, and Aquaman needs to have a personality. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely true. Yeah, I, I said I've liked everything I'm hearing, and Momoa. Yeah, I, I've there's been a, he's been saying a lot of interesting stuff, and there is there does seem to be a lot more to him than maybe his roles suggest in his other efforts even though you know he has been very good in those roles so how do you think they're even going to do it i mean how is 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 the whole movie going to be under what like are they, they going to be talking underwater how are they do you have any idea how they're going to pull this off no i i have no i have no insights or secrets into that i honestly don't know how they're going to pull it off because you know he is human he can't breathe underwater and and one of the things I did notice in this scene, Rob, was that he's moving he's moving slower than I would imagine a true Atlantean to move. I think that an Atlantean would move as easily as you and I move, you know, around our, our rooms and our houses. But because he's actually underwater, he's he looks a little bit like in slow motion because of the pressure and he can't move with that ease. And that raises a lot of issues for filmmaking if you're going to have lots of extended scenes underwater. 
will Atlantis have a big dry room um, where some things happen? <laughs> they have that in in, in um, the Injustice game. There's a big dry room where, where Aquaman can interact with people from the server. And it's actually a neat idea, I think, because at some point, unless they create some kind of technology that we're not aware of, these issues are going to need to be addressed. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and something that sort of bothers me um, is that I – and I'll, I'll say this. I kind of wish Jason would cut his hair because um, – you can't control that in scenes under real water. So his, it's going to be distracting, I think, if his hair is constantly flowing in front of his face or up and down and sideways. Um, and in the comics, you know, everything's static. So Aquaman's hair is there, but it's not interfering with the scene and it's not distracting you as a reader. The same with Mera. I mean, Mera's hair will be much longer. And is it all just going to be, you know, floating up like a troll doll? Or is it, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I hadn't thought about any of this. I'm going to assume that when they did the design for Aquaman that they took all this into consideration that they but obviously they have something worked out. But yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting thought. But you're going to be, are you going to be able to get stills of the scenes without having to, you know, CGI them his hair out of the way and stuff? Yeah, that's a that's, right. I, yeah. Hmm. I, I think mean, there's Smallville, going to be What did they do in Smallville, Rob? They never really did Extended underwater scene. No. They never had anyone talking underwater. No, he had. Well, for, yeah, he had the short hair, and then yeah, the scenes of him were just in action, throwing the hard water balls or whatever. So yeah, you didn't have a lot of stuff. I, I have a feeling this the Aquaman movie is going to feature a lot of scenes in Atlantean throne rooms, and uh, on the surface, I think you're, you're going to have a lot of. That. I mean, for years, for for year, even decades, um, there was the, the Submariner movie rights were tied up with some company. I forget which one. And of course, they never Universal. made a, Universal, and they never made a movie. Of course, because I'm sure it was like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make a Submariner right. movie with 1985 technology? So, obviously, they feel like they've cracked it. But uh, so I'm really eager to see what they, what they do with it. But uh, yeah, it's it's and all I, interesting I, stuff I, to consider. From what I know about James Wan, he's he's a director who can deal with this kind of um, you know high level of technology that's needed. I think that he he works well with with that and. You know, they they must have plans, Rob. We don't know what they are, but they must. You know, I think that there's going to be a significant amount of the movie that's spent underwater. I think they need to tap into that piece. I think they need to tap into uh, marine life and scenery and, and you know, show that on a grand scale. And I, I, I can't wait to see how they do it, you know. But I do not, I do not, I can't even fathom it. To, to have a little bit of an intended pun there. You tap and you know, fathom? And what is with, the, what's with all these water puns, Joe? Come on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, yeah, I am I am totally excited. I mean, 2018 can't get here quick enough, and then we have Justice League uh, next November, so that will actually be, you know, I think I think we'll see some action scenes there and some underwater scenes there and really letting each of the characters show what they can really do in more than just a 30-second clip. Come on, team, let's head for home. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, their hair. They stand for truth and justice and see a land in air. Aquaman and Firestorm, they make us who 
What's taking so long? I must return to Atlantis. Sit tight, your highness. We'll tell you when it's safe to go. You presume too much.